0: Um, How close can I get to this sin line? If there's a sin line, if we can identify it, I want to know what it is. I wanted to know what it was. And I said, if I can know what the line is, then I know how close I can get to it without going over, right? That's what I was doing. And that led me to live my life on the line. And that created, in a sense, a life that was on the line it was a serious scenario but let's be honest that's not just a teenage question is it we ask the same question we all do it in different ways in various ways it's not just a teenage condition it's really a human condition now maybe our questions are different though maybe maybe for us when we're faced with uh, a, a, an opportunity maybe we ask this we think is there anything wrong with this you know is there anything wrong And maybe when we're faced with an invitation, somebody invites us, we ask, um, let's see, does the Bible say anything where it says, no, don't do that? So we're looking, what does the Bible say about that? Maybe even when we have a desire that kind of wells up on the inside and we want to act on it, then we ask, let's see, has Harley taught against this on any Sunday that I've been there? Has, Has he taught against it? And then if we can say, no, he hadn't taught against it, no, I don't really see where the Bible says no, and well, then I guess maybe it's okay. But all these questions are actually leading us in the wrong direction. They are leading us one opportunity at a time, one invitation at a time, one desire at a time. They are leading us toward that line of sin. And the closer we get to that line, the more we begin to ask Well, how far is too far? Because I don't want to cross it. And before we know it, we are living once again on the line. And that puts our lives on the line. Now, when we are on the line, we are just one small fall from crossing the line, right? And when we are on the line and we fall, we are going to fall hard devastatingly. So we've been asking, last week we talked about, we've been asking the wrong questions. We have been asking questions that allow us to slowly inch our way toward that line. We've been asking, is it okay? Or we've been saying, is there anything wrong with this? And we've been saying, well, if there's nothing wrong with it, then it must be right. And then we say, well, is there a verse in the Bible that says no? And if not, then we think, well, then it must be a yes for us. And if we say, well, Harley has not taught against it, then we can be for it. So we slowly creep up to the line of sin because, after all, we've not gone too far. We haven't crossed over. And we end up on the line. And eventually, eventually, we do fall. And we fall hard, destroying our life, perhaps, And destroying the lives of people that we love and that we care about. So listen to this little piece of wisdom. McKinley's going to have it on the screen. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. The wisdom writer says, Those who trust their own insight are foolish. Now, this Hebrew word for where we use here this English translation, insight... That Hebrew word for insight literally means this, your heart, your feelings, the center of your feelings, the center of your heart. And it also, add to that, your intellect. So it's your heart, your feelings, and your intellect. So the wisdom writer is saying, those who trust their heart are foolish. He says, those who are trusting their feelings, those who are trusting their own intellect, are foolish. Now, feelings, they are a gift from God. God gave us the ability to feel, and a big part of that is so that we can experience life on a whole new level. That's a gift from God. We can experience life more deeply. You see, we're not robots. No, no, no. We have emotions. So feelings are given to us to help us experience life, not to lead our lives, not to drive our lives. No, no, no. Feelings are great for experience, but they are horrible Horrible drivers. See, nobody plans, usually. There's the rare occasion. But most of us this morning, we have not planned to get into trouble. We usually were following our feelings. We were not planning to fall and fall really hard. But here's something I, I really want to sink in this morning. No plan is a plan. No plan is a plan to eventually fall hard. We usually don't stay up late at night kind of planning uh, our, our long and hard and devastating fall. We don't plan to get into trouble. In fact, the consequences of our sin, they usually surprise us. We're usually shocked when a consequence happens. And then we see them, uh, we're surprised by it, we're shocked by it. We see them as accidents. It it was just an accident. It was unintentional because why? We were following our heart or our feelings or just our own insight. And we didn't see that things were going to go so wrong. We say, well, I I didn't know that was going to happen. I I didn't know they were going to do that when I hung out with them. I, I didn't plan right? We say, I didn't plan to. So usually the problem is not that we plan to get into trouble. I think the problem might be that we don't plan not to get into trouble. I've never met someone who planned to drift away from the church and to walk away from God. I never met someone who planned that. I never met someone who planned to get addicted to alcohol or drugs. That wasn't in their plan. I never met anyone who planned to ruin the relationships they have with their family members because of the decisions they were making. I never have met that person. I've never, anyone, never met anyone who planned to hurt the people they love. I never knew anyone who planned to get arrested. But I have met so many people who did not plan not to. To. It's a given. I think we can all admit this. This is the perfect place for imperfect people, so we can admit this. We all fall. Me too. We all fail, right? We do. So if we know right now, standing here and sitting here today, if we know that we're going to fall, and we know we're going to fail in different ways, Then just maybe we need to plan for something to keep us from falling so far and from falling so hard to where we experience destruction and maybe even the destruction of people we love. We need a safety harness. That's exactly what we need so that we don't fall so hard, we don't fall so far. A safety harness. Now, we still are going to fail, and we still are going to fall. But with a safety harness, we won't be destroyed. With a safety harness, we won't destroy other people. So if we plan to put on a safety harness, then we are planning for something to catch us to stop the fall, right? Planning for something to keep us from falling so hard and so far. If to not plan is to live life without a safety harness, then what is a better plan that is a safety harness? So let's finish this verse, Proverbs 28, verse 26. Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Wisdom is our safety harness. Now the springboard for this series we we launched last week comes from a passage written by Paul who wrote most of the New Covenant. Uh, And so as one of these New Covenant writers, Paul wrote this. Um, God led him to write this, and here's what it is. I want want to quickly read through this again this week. Paul says, so be careful how you live. In other words, look all around you. uh, Look very carefully. Compare things. Study things. Study your surrounding. He said, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, because of that passage, we said this, with every invitation, every opportunity, with every desire that we have on the inside that wells up, before we act thoughtlessly, we need to ask an all-new, brand-new question. What is the wise thing to do? And last week, we gave you a little rhyme to go with that. We said, asking if it's okay means we're about through. Instead, what is the wise thing to do? No longer can we ask just, is this thing allowed? No longer can we ask, is, because listen, it may be allowed, it may be allowed, but it may not be wise for you. This question takes our living to a whole nother level, a whole nother level, a level of wisdom. And it's not asking, is this okay? Rather, we're asking, Is this wise? Because remember what Paul said. So be careful how you live. So be careful how you live. I believe, especially, now the teenagers are learning. And we don't want them to learn the hard way. Some of them are going to choose that. We don't want that. But for most of us adults in here this morning, we have a list of things in our past where we were not careful. And we suffered because we answered invitations, didn't we? We hurt deeply because we said yes to some opportunities and yes to some relationships, didn't we? We have scars all over our lives and they are painful, painful scars. We got hurt. And sometimes we hurt other people that we love in the process. And the past, for many of us this morning, the past is still active right here. Our past keeps telling us every single day. It tells us and reminds us of our story and our pain right here. Our past is constantly reminding us how we blew it. And that makes our past right here over and over again painful every day for many people. Our past points to us and shames us. Our past screams at us, you're guilty. And we listen to that and we say, I, I am, I'm guilty. And we feel guilty all over again our past for many of us continues to use us and abuse us and tear us down but now remember what Paul said so be careful how you live so be careful how you live. And we say, well, Harley, yeah, I know, right. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to be careful. That's why I'm even here this morning. I didn't want to come. I wanted to sleep in, but that's why I'm here. I'm trying to be careful. I can't go back and change that past. So I'm trying to start new. I'm trying to start now, and I'm trying to go forward. And I say to that, awesome. Awesome. I mean, that's why we're here. That's one of the reasons we exist. That is awesome. For many of us, our past has still been using us, though. And now Paul says be careful, be careful how you live. Watch out, pay attention. Look all around you. Look closely all around you. Now, don't miss this. Please don't miss this. Be careful how you live, Paul says. So here's what I'm suggesting. We need to stop before we make a decision. We need to stop before we take that step, before we say yes, even before we say no. Just stop. And we need to look at our past for just a moment. We need to stop in the moment and look at our past. Don't let your past use you anymore. You need to begin to use your past. Don't let your past use you anymore. You need to begin to use your past. Because if you don't use your past... Your past will use you. And your past will show up again and again in your decisions. And you will repeat some of those same decisions over and over and over again. Even though they have hurt you in the past. And they will hurt you again. Over and over. Your past doesn't have to be feeding your guilt and feeding your bad memories. Your past can begin to serve you as a guide, a filter for your decisions today. So today, our wisdom gets more detailed today. It gets more specific with what we're talking about today. Our wisdom, our wise, gets wiser today. Now, instead of just asking what is the wise thing to do, we're going to get very specific today. And we're going to ask this. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Do do you see? Our past experiences can now help dictate, help filter to us what is and what is not wise for us to do today. So here's what this means. This principle of, in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? This principle will develop for you and for me a -a one-of-a-kind, unique plan of action for each of us, for our own life. You see, what may be wise for you, it may not be wise for me. It is individualized. It is unique. Because in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Let, let let me give you some examples. This I hope will help. Just sink this in rock solid. Can I have this glass of wine? Can I have this glass of wine? So we used to ask is this okay? We can't ask that anymore. We can't ask, is that okay? And we can't just ask, well, is there a verse in the Bible that says I can't have this glass of wine? Well, if we look in the Bible, we're going to see the Bible just basically says, do not get drunk. And this one glass of wine is not going to make me drunk. So I can't. That, that's not going to really help me. Can I have this glass of wine? Because if I use that verse as a standard, I'm going to say, well, yeah, I can. I just can't get drunk. So that's not really going to help me. It's going to help me in the moment maybe, but it's not going to help me make a wise decision. So we have to ask this. In light of my past experience, what is wise for me? And my past, if I'm honest, my past will let me know. And what may be wise for me may not be wise for you what may be wise for you may not be wise for me i have a friend who was an alcoholic for many 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 years and it destroyed his life took him down to the rock bottom of life but that's where he got sober was gotten a recovery program and now has been sober for over 20 years but even today, in a conversation with him, 20 years sober, he would say this. Because of my past, it's not wise for me to drink any alcohol. He'd say, Harley, there, there's nothing wrong. You, you may choose to drink that glass of wine. But he'd say, I can't. He puts it this way. I have forever lost The privilege to drink any alcohol because of my past, it is not the wise thing for me to do. Do you see how his past reveals the wise thing for him to do right now? I have some other friends. I have friends who are sober. They have achieved sobriety from an addiction, now sober. And now being sober today, I have some friends who will ask, is it okay for me to drink? Is it okay for me to have that glass of wine? So if you look in the Bible, it says, well, the definition there. It says don't get drunk. Okay. Well, then that says for me it's okay. As long as I don't get drunk. And they are slow. Here's what's happening. They are slowly one decision at a time, one opportunity at a time, one invitation at a time, one desire welling up in them at a time, they're, they're not crossing the line. They didn't get drunk. But they're slowly stepping closer and closer to that line. They're moving in the wrong direction with those questions that they're asking. Because they're not asking the right questions. The right question is, in light of my past experience what is the wise thing to do? You see, we can learn from our past. And we must learn from our past. Because if we don't learn from our past and use our past to keep learning, then we will eventually keep repeating our past. And it may be years between, but we're going to inch our way closer and closer and closer and we're going to fall off because we don't have a safety harness of wisdom. This works with everything. This principle, in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? It works with Everything, every opportunity we have, every relationship that we are considering, every invitation that we're offered, every desire that wells up within us that we want to act on, it works. Let me give you an example, money, 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 maybe you got into some deep financial trouble. Because maybe your spending was out of control. Maybe you were shopping, you were buying online, maybe you were adding up to those credit cards, your buying habits, whatever it was, maybe they were just off and you were adding and adding debt. Maybe you loaded credit card after credit card after credit card and finally, you, finally something happened and you stopped. And you cut up those cards and you worked for years and years and years to get it all paid off. Or maybe you declared bankruptcy and, and, you, and it all went away and you started over. Now, can people get credit cards? Well, sure they can. They do it all the time. Can they? Yeah, sure you can. It might be wise for them and their habits that they have in their life. It may be a wise thing for them. But here's the question. But for you, is it wise for you? If you had just declared bankruptcy or that's part of your past or if you, if you worked so many years to get it all paid off, is it wise to go back to that? Is it wise for you? In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? This works for everything pornography. Maybe at one point someone spent hours and hours and hours watching porn from a computer or from some device. Now, can someone surf the internet when they are alone? Well, sure they can. It might even be the wise thing for someone to do, as if their job or they have everything under control, or, you know, it, it may be the wise thing to do. But in light of your past experience, is it the wise thing for you to do? Gambling. Gambling. You, maybe maybe you were buying scratch-offs when you had bills that were... And so maybe you had some of your bill money going toward scratch-offs. And so you had some bills going unpaid and you were continuing to buy those scratch-offs. Now... Can you get gas or go in and buy snacks at the station where they sell those scratch offs where you were buying them? Sure, you, you can. Yeah, yeah, people do it all the time. But if you had a problem with those scratch offs, here, here's the question. Should you go inside that place where you have the habit of buying those scratch-offs instead of paying your bills? So the question is, in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing for me to do? It'll work with your friends. If you have a history of getting into trouble when you hang out with that person, and you know who that person is for you, And now that person is asking you to come and hang out tonight. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing for me to do? This works for everything. So this week, this week, don't just guess what might be wise. Will you please stop with every opportunity, every invitation, every desire that wells up inside of you. Will you stop and take the time you need to do what Paul says, to be careful, to pay attention, to look all around you. And as you look around you, look at your past. How can that past Help me make a wise decision today. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? And then I'm going to ask that you keep taking steps with us this week. If you missed last week's, our step's on the line. If you would grab it, it'll say week number one. Grab that off the line. And then today's step, look for week number two. Grab it off the line. Will you take it with you? Oh, I hope you'll take steps with us this week. Please take a step off the line. Please step with us this week. Now, before I pray, as soon as I say amen, we're going to get to show you a baptism from last week. God is in the business of taking lives, mine included, that have been lived on the line and that have fallen over the line. Mine included. Yours may be included in that too, right? I don't want to assume that of you. Most of us, that's us. And you're going to get to see the baptism of a precious, precious teenage girl who is in the process of her life being changed from the inside out. And it's a picture of what God's doing in my life, and I hope in your life as well. Celebrate that with us as we watch this. I'm going to pray for us. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that you will help us with your safety harness of wisdom. You will help us from falling, from falling hard in a devastating way. And I pray that we would put that harness on this week as we ask the question, in light of my past experience, what is the wise thing to do? Thank you for providing that safety harness. Thank you that our past no longer has to use us, no longer has to feed our guilt and our shame. Thank you that we can instead protect us as we use our past to help us make decisions today, help us Have the wisdom to know what to do with what we've heard today and give us the courage to change it, Jesus. Amen.